Max suddenly gets mauled by a stupid cat. Alison and Danny want to leave, but he says there's nothing to be scared of as it's nothing but a bunch of hocus pocus. There it is. Oh my! Best days. moment of any film is when they say the title. If they don't say the title, it's not a good film. Yeah, and, and just like um, you know, Sleepless in Seattle, when yeah. she goes, "I have not had any sleep, and I am in Seattle." <laughs> you know what that makes me? Yeah, <laughs> you've got mail every five minutes. The computer, you've got mail. <laughs> best films, all the best films. Yeah, yeah. to the bridge over the river Kwai. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that bridge over the river Kwai. <laughs> yeah, all the best films. All the best films. Can that bridge. Which one? The one over the river Kwai. <laughs> I mean, you know, Shanghai Noon. <laughs> Shanghai Noon. Yeah, do you, you don't remember that moment where Owen Wilson goes, "Oh, look, it's Shanghai Noon." Oh wow, Shanghai <laughs> Noon. Shanghai. What time is it, Jackie Chan? Noon. <laughs> <laughs> All the best films. <laughs> All, All the best. of the best films reference the name of the men. Welcome to Sabrina the Teenage Watch Extra Credit, the spin-off podcast where we steer away from the usual magical curriculum and instead we talk about something a little bit different. My name is Phil Dean, I'm your host and your guide through this uh, little lecture on all things kind of magical. Join me are my students who uh, teach me almost as much as I teach them. First of all is Mr. Graham Riley. Hello, Graham. Hello, Phil. How are you, my friend? Um, I'm not too bad, as we've just discussed. I've not had the greatest amount of sleep. But yes. um, when I don't sleep, I feel sort of lightheaded and carefree until I crash. In the way to childhood. So, watching a film from my childhood, watching a film theory aimed for children, those sort of things I remember about it aren't child friendly. Yes. I'm probably in the right frame of mind. <laughs> I'm sure you are. And uh, joining as well for this uh, ride of all things magic is uh, another good friend of mine, Mr. Chris Evans. Hello, Chris. Hi, Phil. Quick question. Do I get a certificate at the end of this if you're the lecturer and we're the students? Do I get an award? Um, yeah, only if, only if you do well. If I do will well. Will you? Yes. Yeah. Is it like, is it is the criteria? We've got grading criteria there. I, I think we've just got to make a kick-ass podcast. I think that's the only criteria. And unfortunately, if you don't contribute to the kick-assery, um, yeah, no certificates are coming your way, my friend. So, so is it like pass-fail or is it pass-merit distinction or is there like A, B, C, D, E? It's just pass, pass or fail, mate. Pass and, or fail. And I'm, oh, the one who, and I'm the one who decides whether you pass it's or like fail. Your, your, your speed awareness course, Graham. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Pass or fail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, Graham was naughty in his car uh, very recently. So um, we've basically got to impress you. Yes, we have to impress okay. you. That that's that's the that great Yes, I mean I wasn't coming into this episode thinking I was in charge and stuff because you know we we share the the blame. We share the blame and the labour of, of this podcast together. But yeah, you guys have independently decided that I'm in charge. So yeah, impress me, bitches. Well, oh. well, 
Phil, I'd like to say that uh, right now you look absolutely stunning. The grey hairs on your head are whispering in the sunlight. That's that's all I want to hear. It's just a beautiful house. Beautiful, beautiful house. Okay, well, Chris is in the lead because his uh, his compliment was directed towards me. I didn't want to be (laughs) generic. How is that generic? No, as in... Repetitive. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Compliment. I suppose I could have complimented your your hosting skill. I could have complimented yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, uh, your 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 charisma and um, your geniality that you bring to uh, to this podcast. Oh, thank you. Well, it means a lot, guys. But you know what? Well, let's stop gushing about me and start gushing about a 1993 Disney magic orientated family fiesta. It's Hocus Pocus. It is Hocus Pocus. I've not seen this film. In at least 15 years, yeah, possibly I'm... more. Um, I'm too young to remember it being out in the cinema, but it was a regular bank holiday afternoon uh, staple of uh, BBC and ITV during the uh, late 90s and early 2000s. But I think I've not seen it since the 90s. It feels like forever ago. The last time I watched this must have been about 15 years ago yeah. ish. Chris, have you seen this movie before? I'm 95% sure that I've never seen it all the way through. Okay. Like, I'll either miss the beginning or miss the end. I don't think I've actually ever seen it all the way through. Yeah, I've watched it a few times. I do. I think I told you this when we were talking about uh, doing this episode, that at one point I watched this film twice in one day. As soon as it finished, rewound it. Yeah, VHS. VHS tapes. Oh. As soon as it finished, rewound it and watched it right from the beginning again. And yeah, so I, I, did, I did enjoy this film. But saying that, I don't remember a fucking thing about it. All I remember is that it's got what's-a-face in. Sarah Jessica Parker. Yes, Sarah Jessica Parker's in it. That's that's as far as I've got. And is it Bette Midler? It is. It is Bette Midler. Isn't there also the other one? <laughs> who Who is much less famous than the others. Yeah, but she does a cracking performance. One of the things I remember about this film is she can talk to face quite a bit. She's got good sort of lip movements in this. Yeah, only a few things I remember is... Um, well, believe I remember. The other witch that's not Bette Midler or Sarah <laughs> yeah. Jessica Parker... Rides a Hoover, yes, much like Sabrina. Sarah Jessica Parker's character, she has complete control over children. If she sings, she can summon all the children in the ah. vicinity. I remember that. I think Bette Midler sings "I Put a Spell on You" at one point. She does, yeah, um, which is wonderful. And um, a child dies in the opening moments. <laughs> yes, that's uh, something else I know. <laughs> there is a child... child dies. Oh yes, Chris, a child dies. There is child death and like sexualized Dick Whittington in this film. I guess. Yeah. How do you sexualize Dick Whittington? Well, he has Dick in his name for a <laughs> start. <laughs> Have Sarah Jessica Parker singing and get you know loads of people to follow her and. Uh... Stuff, but like uh, the Pied Piper. Pied Piper, you thinking of not Dick Whitting? Oh no, yeah. <laughs> You've got a sexualized Pied Piper, yeah, which okay. is already sexualized because he plays the flute. Yeah, I'm, get, I'm getting my fables in a model, yeah. aren't I? Kathy Najimi or Najimi is uh, yeah. is the other witch's name. Um, I don't know why I stumbled to think of what her name was because the DVD box is right next to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I just glanced over at it. She's that forgettable. Or maybe she's really good. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, we were going to do a live unboxing of it because it was still in its cellophane, but then... You, cellophane, you got excited. I got excited. Also, I realised that unwrapping cellophane isn't a, like a satisfying noise to get across as audio. Also, it like, depends what's in the cellophane. Yeah. You've never seen ASMR, mate. Cellophane <laughs> satisfies a lot of people. <laughs> okay, um, but, shit. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so I said 1993 Disney film. I completely forgot it was a Disney film. 
Uh, and as well, it's a PG as well. Mm, I think that's that's that's. Well, me- there's a child that dies. <laughs> yes, yeah, it, it's very much merited from what I remember. It's quite a scary film. Yes. Uh, so I so just while you say about remember, is there any moments from this film that uh, you you remember anything that you can pull out? Because we have as at the moment while we're recording, we haven't watched it yet. So we're just going to see what if there's anything that comes to mind. Uh, child dies. Child dies. JP. She sings to kids. She does. There's a bit where the witches, because it takes place on Halloween, mm-hmm. the, the witches from 400 years ago, or 300, where it is, they arrive in the present day in 1993. Uh, is it in Salem, I think? Is it in I think Salem? so, yeah. Yeah, uh, and it's Halloween, so they sort of blend in. They just look like they've got really good witch costumes on. There's a thing where they get on the bus, and um, they're like, oh, what is this contraption, or whatever. And the bus driver like, just plays along with them, just thinking they're uh, you know, just really in character. Yeah. Uh, and there's a bit where they burn down the school library. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't remember that bit. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, speaking about the bus, one moment... I don't know why I remember this. Maybe it's because I think when I was younger, my first... I said this, I've said this before. Um, one of my first crushes on TV was, I think, was Sarah Jessica yeah. Parker in this film. Weirdo. I am weird but the weirder thing is even until now the only one moment of this film I can remember apart from the famous I put a spell on you scene is Sarah Jessica Parker jumping up and down on the bus driver's lap oh my (laughs) that's the only bit of this film other than the famous bit that I can remember all I'm gonna say now mate is someone fap to that didn't they (laughs) give over so uh, I guess without further ado boys you might as well uh, crack this film on see if it rightly deserves its PG rating. Maybe it should have been higher. Uh, we'll get to rate the child death, see how it rates amongst other child deaths. And, uh, yeah, see how this magic compares to our beloved witch that we've spent uh, a, a year reviewing thus far. So, uh, ones at the ready, let's hocus pocus. There we go, boys. Hocus Pocus. Off the bat, it's not the film I remember it being. No, um, <laughs> it's it's. I said I said the word at the time, and I'll use it again. Bawdy. B a w d y. Bawdy, like a carry on film. Maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe not quite that full on, but it, it's pretty it's pretty racy for a a, a, a Disney film. Yeah. Um, where most of the characters are children, but I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah we, I, we very much enjoyed it. There's a lot of laughs amongst the three of us, but yeah, they really enjoyed it. I think not watching it for so long, in Chris's case, not watching it 100% through, uh, paid off. But uh, you did remember bits and bobs, didn't you, Chris, in the end? I, no, well, it was just one main moment where an inflated cat. That's all I'm going to say for now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The inflated cat. But no, uh, that, I'm, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That film was is pg <laughs> yeah there's um th- there's a running joke all the way throughout which <laughs> which i don't remember being uh when we first watched it and it, it's a bit of a tired running joke because by the end of the film chris how many times is this particular word mentioned seven seven, seven times seven times this joke is made <laughs> and the reason phil we probably don't remember the joke from childhood is because we probably didn't know what the word meant <laughs> no um, but yeah, apparently it's funny enough to uh, keep reminding its viewers, its, it's uh, parental guidance audience anyway. Yeah, but, yeah uh, because because only the parents would know what it means. <laughs> yeah, but overall, a lot a lot of fun yeah. actually. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was a lot of fun. I did enjoy the film, but 
Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, obviously we will introduce uh, various people throughout the film, the cast in particular, but uh, first of all, off the bat, Graham, have you got any details on, on the making of this film? Specifically who, uh, specifically, who was responsible for it? Yes, the man behind the film I have a fair bit on. So yes, this uh, film was directed by a gentleman by the name of Kenny Ortega. He is equal, in equal parts known as a choreographer, as well as a director, he's right. worked with the likes of Cher and Michael Jackson. He was going to choreograph Jackson's final show, which he was rehearsing for in London oh, wow. um, when he died. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's also done the choreography for basically name an iconic '80s teen film. He did the choreography for the dance scenes. Oh wow! So Ferris Bueller, he did. He did Saint Elmo's Fire uh, and Dirty Dancing, most notably, since dancing is central to the plot. Cool. Um, so what yeah. about what, what about Footloose? He didn't do Footloose, but Sarah Jessica Parker was in Footloose, so there is a connection there. <sighs> it's his second uh, film that he directed. His first film uh, was the year before, so yeah, 1992, he did one called Newsies, which was also a uh, Disney Newsies, film. Yeah. It's a, a musical about the 1899 New York Paperboy strike, starring a very young Christian Bale. After this, he went on to direct, well, definitely the biggest uh, tween movie franchise of the 2000s. I speak, of course, of High School Musical. Yeah. He directed all three and choreographed them too. Sorry. <laughs> you say that, though. I, I, I was saying this to Greg uh, just off air. I, I really enjoyed the High School Musical and films. And I've never seen them, so I can't really They are, they are good films, but, um, even reflecting <clears throat> on them, because the first one was out, I think, ten years ago, I think. Good films. Mm. Yeah, so so thanks, Kenny Lad, for, yeah, for uh, bringing Hocus Pocus to us. And, uh, yeah, as we jump straight into this film that we... Don't remember it being quite like this. So no. uh, we're in definitely for a, a strange ride. I'm not going to say bumpy ride, but definitely a a strange ride. Well, it's that it's that classic thing. It's like, it, take Shrek, for example. Yes. That is, that is a children's film with adult jokes throughout. Yeah. <laughs> a recent podcast has drawn me to the... Uh, it's drawn my attention to the fact that Shrek is just completely inappropriate for children. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. completely... <laughs> Like, is it? like, it's, like it's not funny it's just like they just shouldn't have shown that to kids <laughs> it's good to know that it's been a running theme not rec- of recent times but stretching at least back to 1993 <laughs> yeah. um, I think relatively speaking and I mean relatively speaking Shrek is subtle this is pretty on the nose yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah. So the film opens uh, on a book, and then Superman is taking us through the air Can into just Salem. Say, Shrek also opens on a book. It does. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the date on the book is uh, 1693, yeah, for 300 years before this film was released, and where most of it is set. Yeah. So yeah. So a, a caped crusader takes us through the air, and suddenly the animals all shit themselves because a witch rocks up and starts singing. In the distance, mm. a set of 90s twins run off into the woods to shout for Emily! Emily! Uh, Emily! Hairstyle wise, they are 90s twins. Yeah, like curtain dwellers is, yes. is the way uh, I, uh, curtain, I describe them as. Curtain dwellers doing their best. Where is thou, Emily? Um, <laughs> oldie worldy dialogue. The V, v has seen her fled toward. Yes. Toward Forest, yeah. Yes. Thou shalt not be thou <laughs> around bound by thine ropes. <laughs> Look after animals. Thou must heed toward Emily yonder. Well, yonder. <laughs> so yeah, they bugger off, and uh, yeah, the young chap runs off to look for a little girl. He trips in hilarious fashion and finds a delightful cottage, complete with a purple chimney and a mill. The, there's only one thing I want to say about that scene. Yeah. He's not wearing any fucking shoes. He's not wearing any shoes, is he? I didn't no, know this was set in Hobbiton. He's traipsing through the forest with no shoes on. And he works within animals as well. Yeah. Ooh. 
I mean, feces, you I, think, know. I think a runaway sister is the least of his worries. I mean, you know, obviously he suffers quite an unfortunate fate in the end, uh, does the young man, but he probably would have succumbed to uh, gangrene. Uh, yeah, thou pretty... hast athlete's foot. <laughs> <laughs> thou hast much worse than that, I think. Dysentery. Yeah. 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 So Chap looks into the house in the most unstealthy fashion because he goes, Emily! And then sort of ducks because he's uh, giving the game away. The witches come together to use a spell from Book with an eye that Steve Jobs would later steal, of course, and he <laughs> sacrifices Emily! They throw a dead man's toe into the cauldron and they go to drown Emily in some broth. But Chap shouts no and pours the potion away. He's soon put in his place and is rightfully electrocuted. Electrocuted? Yeah, very early on. Very early on, right? That electrocution, the lightning coming out the fingertips. It's the fucking force, mate. It is the fucking it is. force, It's the mate, fucking force, it? mate. It's Star Wars, same universe. Yeah. Well, Star Wars rocks up towards the end as well. and uh, But yeah, there's definitely a bit of a, uh, a Star Wars... Sort it's of pure It's pure Palpatine, though. It's oh, like the, the yeah. exact same. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Except this time, sort of Bette Midler has chosen to go with like the Dio sort of devil horns. So she's... Yes. Uh, so she's sort of... Let's rock Gene Simmons, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's, she's using the devil horns to use her electrocution. But yeah, 100% pure Palpatine right there. It seems that whatever they fed to Emily seems to have worked as she's turning into a ghost and then a literal one as we gloss over the fact that she's died to make them all a bit younger. So there we go, five minutes in, child death. We we weren't wrong, were we? Uh, also, there's another um, parallel with another witching film here. Stardust. Stardust, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, Stardust, uh, The Witches, Michelle Pfeiffer, Sarah Alexander, and somebody else. You love Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> I love Michelle Pfeiffer. I love Sarah Alexander too, and I can't remember the third woman, because I think she's equally sort of obscure relative it, to the other it two. Kathy Nimjini? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if... <laughs> she was constantly playing overlooked witches. Um, anyway, yes, they, um, they, uh, their quest is to... Um, make themselves younger, although only Michelle Pfeiffer succeeds in doing it yeah. uh, in Stardust. Exactly, but the, the slight difference is rather than a small child and you're sucking the life out of a small child, you're sucking the life out of a star. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this one, uh, that star is a child's face, and uh, that's how they get younger. And also, uh, while, we're, while we're on this whole uh, train of um, this thing also does this, <laughs> yeah. um, same universe if you will, they, yeah, they extract the life force from the children mm-hmm. by merely inhaling and causing like a wispy sort of like outline to appear on uh, the child which is very similar to the Dementors uh, mm-hmm. something in your soul in uh, Harry Potter Harry Potter same universe Stardust same universe Star Wars same universe we're off to a fire people and we're bringing that hashtag back but yeah realm building yes yeah. <laughs> realm building even, even yeah. in a different franchise we're realm building um, yeah, so she's died anyway, and uh, the witches are now looking a little bit younger. Sarah Jessica Parker insists on sexually assaulting the young chap for his intrusion, but Bette Midler has a better idea, and they turn him into a cat forever. They then gather round for a good old-fashioned lynching. The three of them are gruesomely hung, dangling feet and all, vowing to return to kill children in the future. So let's recap for you. So we're about, uh, I think... About seven five minutes. minutes. About seven, seven minutes. minutes. Yeah, maximum. No more than seven We'll call minutes. it seven. This this is um, the prologue, isn't it? It's, you know, it's oh. a, a set in an entirely different time, just setting the scene for uh, the events you were about to go on. A girl of about seven years of age, dead. Her brother, about 15 years of age. Mm-hmm. Not dead, but... As far as his parents are aware, he yeah. is dead. He's dead. His, his soul has been transformed into that of a cat, much yeah. like Salem and yeah. Sabrina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And three witches hung. 
Yeah. There uh, is more specifically, lynched. Lynched. Yeah, there are... like a crowd gathers with uh, burning torches and all just to watch this spectacle. Yeah, there are mitigating circumstances which can bring them back to life, which obviously do transpire. Mm-hmm. But for the time being, dead. Body count. Five. <laughs> this is a Disney film. We're seven minutes in. <laughs> One minute, 20 seconds per body. <laughs> <laughs> Some good math there. <laughs> it was wrong, but yeah, it, was oh, it sounded good. <laughs> but I think like, with, with like the lynching, it's like yeah, you you don't need to show it to show audiences what's going on. But it's the dangling feet at the end, oh, like that man. was harrowing. That was too harrowing. much. Yeah. Too much already. We've glossed over two things actually. First thing, we open. It's daytime. It's morning. Um, Thackeray, Thackeray? It is Thackeray. Thackeray, Thackeray yeah. Binks, we're calling him Chap. <laughs> Chap has <laughs> yeah. just wo- wo- awoken yeah. first thing in the morning. Emily, Emily, where's Emily? Emily? And then he chases down into the forest. Now, it's still daytime, it's still daylight. Mm-hmm. Cut to uh, just after Emily's life force has been drained. And uh, it's fucking night time. Yeah, yeah it, take, it, must, it takes a long time to suck the we, life out of a young girl. Yeah, well, apparently so. But um, <laughs> time passing... Sin number one there. Yeah. Yeah. Just for for future reference, come on, get your timeline correct. Yeah. Next time, just have him like, I don't know, cleaning out the sheep or something, middle of the day. Yeah. That's Show us what he does during the day and then late afternoon. Have oh. somebody walk past him and say good afternoon. <laughs> yes. So everybody knows. <laughs> just goodest afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> just say it. Okay. Or, or you know, just, uh, ah, we're, we're... He doesn't have a watch. <laughs> 1693. <laughs> ah, it would appear we are pondering upon pre-evening. Yeah. You know, something like that. But the second thing that we've glossed over is is the book, mate. Yeah. The creepy book, yeah? Uh, it is mentioned. Um, Later it's... on in the film, it's, it's mentioned what it's made out of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Later on in the film, it's mentioned what it's made out of. It's got an eye that opens, and it's bound from... Human flesh. Yeah. That is what... what skin what skin of humans, yes. Yeah, the skin of humans. Now, just the only other book that I am aware of that is bound in human flesh that has got some form of witchy or demonic power is the Necronomicon. Oh, okay. From Evil Dead. From the Evil Dead. Ah. From Ash versus the Evil Dead. The book is the same book. It's the Necronomicon because it's bound in human flesh and it's got that eye, which is always creepy. Ash versus the Evil Dead. The Evil Dead. Hocus Pocus. Same universe. Yeah. <laughs> What's it called? The, the Necrocomicon? No, the Necronomicon. Okay. That's, that's that sick thing you go to and refuse to accompany you to. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Necronomicon. <clears throat> yeah. The book's the Necronomicon. Okay, so there we go, the Necrocomicon. Something else we've glossed over is our cast. So we'll we'll, uh, yes. we'll introduce the cast as the film goes on. But uh, who should we introduce first of all? Well, we should in- introduce the witches, bitches. Because yes. um, we've, yeah, we've, just, we've just seen them kill some children. So uh, <laughs> who, who, who was doing the killing? So let's start off, uh, introduce us to Bette Midler. Uh, yes, Bette Midler playing Winifred. <laughs> Introduces to Bette Midler. Bette Midler! Jolene. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely you could join us. Um, yes, so uh, yes, Bette Midler playing Winifred, the uh, head witch, mm-hmm. uh, the caster of lightning. Um, yeah, Bette Midler kind of needs no introduction to uh, to a lot of people because she is a entertainment powerhouse, you may mm-hmm. want to call her. She's a singer, she's an actress. She has a, a trophy cabinet which includes three Grammys. Ooh. Four Golden Globes, Oof. 
and two Tony Awards. She sold over 30 million records worldwide. Uh, she started out in small roles um, on and off Broadway. Her music career kicked off performing in a, a gay club in um, in uh, New York in the 70s, which was sort of... It was a gay club come like bathhouse in right. the basement of a hotel, because you kind of had to be very secretive for that sort of mm-hmm. thing back then. It had a siren that would go off uh, if the police were coming. Ah, uh, right. Somebody okay. on book out. But yeah, she started playing there. She got a big gay following, and eventually... Um, she uh, was nominated for Best Actress in her first ever acting role, wow. which was The Rose in 1979. And of course, The Rose is one of her most famous songs as yeah. well. Um, her, her piano player during her uh, gay club days did quite well for himself as well, a gentleman by the name of Barry Manilow. Ah, um, cool. So, yeah, uh, that's yeah, that's Bette Midler. She is just... There's a nice bit of trivia about um, that I learned just researching uh, this film was, despite all those, uh, you know, the Grammys and the uh, the Golden Globes and stuff... She said um, in an interview a couple of years ago that this is still her most favourite role she's done. I'll tell you what, she is having a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. All, all three witches are having a lot of fun as well. They might, because they've got plenty uh, to, to do, plenty to have fun with. Um, and so, yeah, we'll uh, move on to Sarah Jessica Parker, who plays Sarah. Uh, the, <laughs> the, 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 the young witch who's sort of like... Well, we'll, 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 get, we'll get into her shenanigans, but she's kind of... She has a unique power over children where her voice can draw them to her. She's also quite childlike herself, but then also extremely sexually aggressive. Much like Jigglypuff. Much like Jigglypuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she started in Broadway as well, um, SJP. Uh, she played Annie um, on Broadway, which I didn't right, know. Okay. So yeah, she's been a, a performer since childhood. She was in Footloose, as mentioned, and LA Story. Um, she had her first lead role the year before this in uh, Honeymoon in Vegas, where uh, James Kahn and Nick Cage were fighting for her affection. All right for some. All right for some. And, uh, of course, um, she became most famous for Sex and the City, which ran from 98 to 2004. Mm-hmm. And massive. And has pretty much been a millstone around her neck that she's struggled to break free from ever since. Yeah. But she's still got that hit show and a cult film like Hocus Pocus. So not bad. And then the third witch, uh, the uh, pub quiz question witch. <laughs> <laughs> she, is, she is a pub quiz question. Kathy <laughs> uh, Najimi. Um, and uh, she, again, off Broadway, you, know, all these, you can tell that they've got Broadway background. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, theatre background, the way the way these uh, women go about playing their roles. So yeah, she was in an off-Broadway comedy duo uh, called Kathy and Moe. Uh, that's how she first got started. Kind of like Caroline Ray, really, started off in the New York comedy scene, eventually in the 90s, mm. having been in sort of showbiz for a while got to Hollywood because she'd just been in Sister Act with Whoopi Goldberg the previous year that oh, was cool. uh, yeah. still her biggest role in um, film really but she did play uh, Peggy Hill the wife of Hank in uh, King of the Hill she was the voice of oh uh, was she yes oh. and Gloria Steinem legendary journalist and women's rights activist officiated her wedding <laughs> <laughs> well there we go so uh, oh she was in Rat Race which she was, was in, <laughs> yeah she was in Rat Race she was in Rat Race too with um Rowan Atkinson and um, John Lovitz and Seth a lot, Green, a lot of John Cleese, yeah, a lot of other people who deserved better. Or should, have, or should, or should yeah. have known better. Rather. Should have known yeah. better. Yeah. Well, there we go. Says the witches. So we will introduce the rest of the cast as we go on. So after all that murdering, uh, we head to school where we get a lesson on Halloween. But if you want a better one, be sure to listen to our episode yeah, yeah. that we did for Halloween. You basically get everything and a bit more fun. We meet Max Dennison, a ni- hero name. Yeah. A 90s hunk 
not really, but he says everything is bullshit and gives his number to the local hottie, who then serves him right back when in the nicest possible way she tells him to piss off. Yeah, um, so Max uh, has moved to Salem, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. um, site of the witch trials and site of the Sanderson sisters uh, hanging 300 years earlier. Um, he's moved there from Los Angeles, California, yeah. uh, and so he's kind of a bit sort of bewildered by all this small town like superstition, and he's like, like uh, people from California are stereotyped as being very sort of cocky, very sure of himself. So he's, he's wearing a tie-dye t-shirt. He's wearing a yeah. tie-dye t-shirt because he's, you know, so chilled out dude, and he thinks nothing of just asking the prettiest girl in class if uh, she'd like to go out with him, and she thinks nothing of turning him down. <laughs> yeah, she thinks that's the best thing to do. <laughs> he's wearing a tie-dye shirt, of course she's turning him down! Avoid, avoid. Max Dennison then cycles through a graveyard and bumps into Bulk and Scully. Sorry, a Jay and Ernie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry again. Jay and Ice. Yeah. Obviously in reference to vanilla ice. <laughs> yeah. He's just got ice shaved in the back of his head. And I, re- I remember this. And uh, this is ice. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just Bulk and Scully, basically. Uh, for giving the bullies a bit of cheek, they steal his fly kicks and heads home to give his mum and dad some shit. And they notice he's not getting any trainers on and they think, what, it's just a protest or something. Yeah. Just... That's quite a funny line where yeah. they like, you notice he wasn't wearing any shoes? Must be some kind of protest. Says <laughs> yeah. his dad. No, no yeah. concern whatsoever. Yeah, he's, he's teenagers. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he heads to bed to think about Alison, and his maldirection is ruined by his sister, who is hiding in the closet and jumps out to scare him. To drown out her irritating whine and loud lipstick, he plays the drums and tells her to go fuck herself. She responds by screaming, and their parents respond by forcing him to take her trick or treating. Yes, standard. Really? Standard. It's yeah. all, Hallow- all Hallows Eve this Eve. And, uh, yeah, outside, it doesn't really look like trick-or-treating. It looks like a riot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah! It's yeah, one of those anarchic... Uh, I suppose Salem probably does have a pretty wild Halloween scene. I mean, you I, know... I guess, out of everywhere in the world, it, this is the place that looks like the Purge. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'll definitely give you that. Yeah, it was definitely Purge night. Yeah. We'll uh, introduce uh, you to our main um, team cast oh, now. Oh, please. So yes, Max, uh, Max Dennison, uh, our, our protagonist, I suppose, is uh, played by a uh, young man by the name of Omri Katz. Omri Katz? Yeah. Meow. Yeah, uh, he is best known, actually, for playing J.R. Ewing's son, J.R. Ewing III. Okay. On, or fourth, I can't remember which. On 193 episodes of Dallas. That was, uh, okay. That, 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 was, right. that was before this. He'd had his first film role the same year, uh, the same year as this came out. Uh, it was a uh, matinee, was the name of the film. It starred John Goodman. Okay. Um, but uh, he retired from acting in the early 2000s, and I couldn't find much of what he does now. There have been cast reunions of Hocus Pocus and things, you know, because yeah, it's sort yeah, of a cult yeah, film. I know? imagine. Um, and everybody, nearly everybody worked on it, as you mentioned, with Bette Midler, who's very proud of it, and rightly so. But none of those articles on the reunions seem to properly mention what he's doing now. One offhandedly says he's a hairdresser. <laughs> I mean, with those locks, why not? Okay. <laughs> and yes, so Danny Dennison is played by Thora Birch. Um, and uh, she, a couple of years before this, was in a film. I don't know if you two have ever seen this film, but it, it's quite the thing to behold. The Purple People Eater, with <laughs> yeah. a very young Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> about a, a storybook creature that comes to life somehow. He was the one-eyed, one-horned, flying Purple People Eater. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they, they sing the song, the little creature comes to life. Peggy Lipton's in that as well, she plays the mum. Um, so yeah, she was in Purple People Eater. She was um, Neil Patrick Harris's younger sister. Um, but she's best known uh, a few years on, probably about like seven, eight years after Hocus Pocus, for playing Kevin Spacey, <laughs> daughter in American Beauty, which obviously was like Oscar nominated yeah. before we knew better. Um, that, 
American Beauty. Yeah, she's the daughter. Of the oh wow! Yep, yeah, uh, she's still acting mainly in indie films. Both her parents were porn stars. <laughs> Wow! I'm gonna need a minute here, guys. And they were both in Deep Throat, the uh, early '70s porn classic. So oh, really? Yeah, 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 so go. at least they were in tasteful porn. Yeah, yeah, the golden age of porn. They call that the early yeah. '70s, and they were they wow. were at the forefront of it. Okay, okay. Are, are both her parents still active? I, I doubt it because I'll be sixty odd. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. And Addison, the love interest, Vanessa Shaw. Oh, that's it. We're just going to move on yeah, from yeah, that. Yeah. But and this uh, is Vanessa. This is Vanessa. Vanessa, the only person in the world called Vanessa, not Vanessa. So yeah, she uh, made an acting debut age five in a slasher film called Home Sweet Home in the eighties. Okay. And uh, the only other film she was in before this was called Ladybugs, where Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> coaches a girls' soccer team. Excellent. It has a fourteen percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. Um, uh, but she's she's doing okay. Uh, you know, she was in a few other films of notes, not in big roles, but she was there. Eyes Wide Shut, Forty Days and Forty Nights, uh, The Hills Have Eyes remake, mm-hmm. and uh, she was in uh, that show Ray Donovan. And uh, she was starred in a Netflix movie last year called uh, Clinical. She was the lead role in that. Apart from hairdressing yeah. and, and indie films, yeah. Not not a lot going on with the the gang, but still though, as you said, uh, the the entire cast are very proud of this film, and, yeah. and rightfully so. So, oh well. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, my notes were so detailed. Like, <laughs> no, like it's all right. Minutes, we like... love if you love uh, if you would love to hear more detailed notes, please get in touch. Hashtag deep if notes. Would, if you would love to hear less notes, hashtag don't Google for fuck's sake. <laughs> So Danny's gobbing off almost gets poor Max in a fight and she says he should have died like a man while trying to fight uh, Jay and Ice. Yeah, uh, he says they were going to kill me and she says, well, at least you would have died like a man. <laughs> sass. <laughs> sass right there. Too much, it's that lipstick's given her oh, my. ultimate sass. But is, the, is this the moment where she, she sort of buries herself uh, in yeah. a pumpkin? Yeah, she goes um, to cry in a fire hazard. <laughs> she does. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Whoever was in charge of health and safety needs shooting. There was open flames next to straw. Yeah, in something, in a pumpkin, which it's more or less like a like a vegetable candle. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. you know... And, uh, yeah, so she could have cried and died in, in one evening. That's lovely, that. Uh, well, of course, the... Uh, emo band that the three of us were in in uh, circa 2006 wasn't it uh, Crying in a Fire Hazard um, <laughs> yeah uh, so Danny runs off to cry with the pumpkins we've all been there and Max goes to apologise and admit that he hates living here but gets hit in the face by a truth bat this is your home now get used to it full lot of sass from this eight year old girl eh they walk through an open door leading to a fancy house that belongs to Alison. Welcome to the House of Colonials. <laughs> yeah, it's all, all all Georgian and shit. It's a proper like masquerade ball, <laughs> isn't it? People in powdered wigs and uh, and, and all their finery. And this is a massive house. She's a she's a, a posh git, isn't she? She, yeah, she is yeah. a posh git. And that's exactly what they call her. Danny tells Alison that she couldn't wear a corset like hers because she doesn't have breasts. Sorry, not breasts. Yabos. Ooh, yabos. She then proceeds to say that Max is very fond of Alison's yabos, or even love he her loves, yabos. He loves your yeah, yabos. He loves. He loves your yabos. So the youngest child character in this film, where all the main characters, all the main uh, good characters, are children. Yes. Talks about the breasts of another child character. Yes, she does call them yabos, which yes. is weird. Although <laughs> yeah. I have heard wabos before, so yeah, I guess I've, it's, I've never it's, heard only, it's only one letter away. Yeah. 
like yeah. yabos. And, and so begins the, the questionable PG rating. Yeah. Yeah. Yabo, dabo, don't say that. <laughs> and the most unbelievable, you know, like this, um, you know, there's a point where my... Um, suspension of disbelief. Yeah, my suspension of disbelief is, is that when... When Danny says that my brother, who you've only just met, loves your breasts, she just j- laughs it off. Yes. <laughs> yeah, actually. Alarm bells but uh, should be ringing. I guess she probably knows that Danny is taking it upon herself to just invent shit to embarrass her brother because that is her hobby. As with most little sisters, but she takes it to a, a new level, the level that a girl her age should not be taking it <laughs> yeah. throughout this film. And Max doesn't deny it, he just awkwardly smiles. <laughs> yeah. <That's>, yeah. <laughs> Wow. Uh, so Alison tells the Denisons about the Sanderson sisters, the witches that were hung about 15 minutes ago. So they decide to go to that scary abandoned museum that was dedicated to them a while back. Which used to be their house. It used to be their house, and now it's got a gift shop and cobwebs. And a rope. Red rope. <laughs> yeah, got a yes. red rope. Oh, yeah, of course, it, yeah. yeah. Red rope, plaques. Yes. Red rope. Oh, no. Different <laughs> film. film. Different film, mate. Different <laughs> film. Uh, uh, um, yeah. It, it's a museum. Yeah. It's a, a well-maintained museum, apart from all the spiderwebs. Yeah, there's no mould or any sort of, like, woodlouse infestations and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. just termites, aren't there? Yeah, a bit yeah. cobwebby. Yeah. Maybe it's still... Maybe somebody still comes and... Because it's definitely got cleaning equipment. We yes, we know this. Later. So maybe yeah. it's still maintained, if not still open. It was closed because too many weird things happened. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Very much so. The gang rock up to the scary house and instantly start ransacking the gift shop. Max attempts to give her a kiss in the dark. Did you see that? No. no. Well, he takes a lighter and he lights up so he can see where she is. And obviously Alison's in the dark. And he goes to kiss her on the on the cheek in the dark. And suddenly, um, yeah, Danny puts all the lights on. Oh, for goodness sake. Jesus. Yeah. He likes you, Yobbos. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna, he's gonna kiss you in the dark without any warning. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Alarm bells, people. Yeah. <laughs> Alison tells the Denisons that the magic book with the eye is covered in human skin. Yeah, Necronomicon. Ooh. Max suddenly gets mauled by a stupid cat. Alison and Danny want to leave, but he says there's nothing to be scared of, as it's nothing but a bunch. Of hocus pocus. pocus, there it is. Oh my! Best days. moment of any film is when they say the title. If they don't say the title, it's not a good film. Yes, yes, it. Like... That's why I believe you know that the Terminator is the best film of all time because the amount of times that they say the word Terminator yeah. in there yeah. is is uncountable. Yeah, exactly. and and just like um, you know, Slipless in Seattle when yeah. she goes, I have not had any sleep, and I am in Seattle. <laughs> you know what that makes me? <laughs> yes, knackered. Yeah, <laughs> you've got mail every five minutes. The computer, you've got mail. <laughs> to the bridge over the River Kwai. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that bridge over the River Kwai. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all the best films. All the best films. Can that bridge. Which one? The one over the river. <laughs> I mean, you know, Shanghai Noon. <laughs> Shanghai Noon. <laughs> yeah, do you, you don't remember that moment where Owen Wilson goes, oh, look, it's Shanghai Noon. Oh, wow. <laughs> Shanghai <laughs> Noon. Shanghai. What time is it, Jackie Chan? Noon. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it's all a bunch of Hocus Pocus. He lights the fabled black candle and fucks everything up. The lights go out, the floor crumbled, all because, as pointed out by eight-year-old Danny, a virgin lit the candle. One, people, that's one. This is the first time 
Virgin is referenced in this film. The first of how many again, Chris? Seven. Seven, Seven. times. Fun fact, this is the first Disney film to ever say the word virgin. That doesn't surprise me. I'm Yeah, they no. make up for lost time, don't they? We should <laughs> still be waiting for the first Disney film to use the word virgin. <laughs> yeah. But alas. So, yeah, so this is the first time they've ever mentioned the word virgin, and yeah, they make up for lost time by mentioning it seven times yep. in all. And it becomes this weird running joke of Hey. You're a virgin. This kid wow, is- you're a virgin? This kid's 16 at the oldest. You can be shamed for not having had sex. Yeah, he should be a virgin. In a Disney film. Yeah, I know he's trying to like impress Alison, but I think she'd be a bit scared off if he went, oh yeah, I'm 16 years old and I've had sex loads. Yeah. Strange. I mean, the counter side to that is you've got to look at it from a magical point of view. And from magical movies and magical things, the, the virgins are referenced all the time because you need the the purity or the blood of a virgin mm-hmm. to complete this spell and so from that side of things yeah it's not so much that it is referenced it's that it is used as a joke yeah no, <laughs> yeah in the way it would be like american pie or something <laughs> that's the problem yeah <laughs> if they literally just left it at that one yeah a virgin's Fair like a candle here we go. And he kind of goes, hey, and it's a bit of a joke for the mums and dads, and that's it. That's <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. But, no. but no, we revisit but no. that word and that joke <laughs> seven times. Yeah. So the witches are brought back to life and instantly smell children, so they go to hunt them out. They find Danny and try to entice her into their ways. Max grows a pair and tries to take them down, but he gets zapped and ridiculed once more by... The reference that he's a virgin again, I yeah. think. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Away, yeah, Everyone has a pop at poor Max for being a virgin. <laughs> Every major character has a bit of a moment like, hey, virgin! Uh, and even minor characters as well. Yeah. yeah. Alison and Danny, proving to be more efficient, beat them up, but not before long, the great and powerful Max sets off the sprinklers and escapes with the magic book and now binks the cat. I'm awfully sorry, but that child has seen The Wizard of Oz too many times to think that water is going to melt the he's witches. Like, he's like Harvey. That's, yeah. Harvey thought that uh, That's the witch true. could be melted. So yeah. it's it's just a popular misconception. It, it's, it's a myth that has been busted on yeah. two separate occasions. Which, which indicates that Wizard of Oz is not the same universe, but is on DVD in in the universe. Well, in 1993 VHS. Yeah, 1993 VHS. <laughs> so it is... It, it is a popular video throughout. Yeah, maybe the Wicked Brist- Witch was just an anomaly. Maybe she's the only one who was affected by water. Maybe, but the witches are scared when the sprinklers go off until they realise it's just water. And they're like, oh, nice, not had a drink in uh, three <laughs> in ages. Yeah. Cheers. Um, <laughs> Thanks. But, uh, yeah. So they escape with Binks the cat, who is who is uh, Thackeray, who is, uh, he was uh, turned into a cat yes. to, uh, to live as a cat forever yes. mm. whilst the witches are alive. And he's just said that we, we have to run, we have to go, go, go. A weird point that yes. the actor who plays Thackeray Binks as a um, as a young man, uh, who we see at the beginning and the end of the film, not the same actor that does the voice of the uh, possessed cat. No, and they sound the same. Yeah, it's like, yeah, they're clearly like it's not like he's all of a sudden started talking like a like a, a middle aged man or something. Mm-hmm. You know, the cast like young men with quite sort of like you know, yeah, nice innocent yeah. voices. But for whatever reason, we clearly didn't think that uh, yeah, the original actor was up to snuff playing playing him as a cat. So. And of course, un- unlike uh, sort of Sabrina, where it's a puppet, we get real cat and like a, and then sort of like CGI cat. Yeah. Well, how they do the CGI cat? I think it's a real cat, and they superimpose the something like eyes that. And yeah. mouth. That's what it looks like. I I've got a, like a, a chicken or the egg question here. Which one came first, casting Thackeray and having him speak like that, or? Having the voiceover eyes speak like that, and they had to match. Chicken or egg? 
Mm, I don't know. I think, yeah, I'd have, I'd have to know two things. One, why? <laughs> <laughs> two, is Thackeray, when he's human, just lip-syncing to the, the voice of the voice actor? Because it's not made clear in the credits. It just, says, not... it just says voice of Thackeray. Yeah. And Thackeray, it doesn't say as a cat or anything. Yeah, it's, it's very know, strange. Voice it's of Thackeray Binks and Thackeray Binks. Like, yeah, but if they, did, if they did map it over, you can't tell. I, yeah, I, it's good. Yeah. It's, it's good dubbing, but I mean, yeah. you know, like you, you can do very good dubbing because well, yeah, nineteen ninety three dubbing though, mate. Oh, actually, oh, absolutely. You know, because like you know, like the old like Bond films and stuff. You know, like you get like a lot, a lot of actors who couldn't speak very good English or didn't have the right accent they wanted, but the right look, so they dubbed them over, and it's really obvious. But I think by by the nineties, they've gotten very, very good uh, yeah. at dubbing people. But uh, yeah, mm. may, maybe the actor that was playing Thackeray just couldn't get the thou asked that sort of uh, lingo correct so they just had to voice yeah. someone over who could do his convincing trained. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the sisters are no longer dumbfounded by the water so they head to the road they believe is a black river I like this I liked the sort of the thing of them being like sort of scared and confused by literally everything in the modern world because there's always a degree of like when you know things like this happen in in films, particularly comedies. You know, you know, sort of fish out of water, sort of like what what's all this newfangled stuff? But yeah, if you saw tarmac, if you saw a surface that flat and smooth, you would be like, it's got to be really still water. Yeah, because like yeah, just ground isn't that smooth. Yeah. So yeah, I like that even tarmac freaks them out. Yeah, so they're, they're freaked <laughs> out by the tarmac, and then they're freaked out by the oncoming fire engine, and they just scream, don't yeah. they, and run away to hide. The witches tell us that they will remain young for as long as they are alive, but to keep up their strength and to avoid turning into dust, they must kill off, or rather suck off, all the children in <laughs> Salem. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't make that joke. <laughs> I mean, this film is. Yeah, it's because he's a virgin, isn't he? Yeah. But yeah, no, it was at this point that Graham pointed out to me, Chris... There's dual peril! There is! Yeah, peril for both sides here. Oh, the now, kids are going to get their souls sucked. Um, they're going to cease to be if these witches get their way. These witches, if they don't suck the souls of all the kids, are going to turn into dust. Turn into dust. Um, yeah, forevermore. Yeah. So on on, a, on on the perilous scale, Chris, that you mm. like to critique our episodes in, yeah. uh, where, where does this go? You know. Well, it wasn't slap you in the face peril. No, it was life that, and death peril, though. It yeah. was life and death peril, and it was life and death peril on both sides of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. You got the the you got the bad guys and the good guys both fighting for their life, and I have to say, it wasn't quite the instant peril that I always crave. Yeah, because there was a time scale they had until dawn, mm-hmm. and then we we're gonna I'm gonna hazard a guess that at this moment in time it was probably around about seven p.m. So they had a good 12-ish hours. Yeah. So it wasn't instant peril, but dual peril, yeah. which I did enjoy. You did appreciate the dual peril. I, I did you? enjoy the dual peril, so thank you for pointing that one out yeah. to me, Graham. So back in the graveyard, and Binks says that he's guarded the house for 300 years to stop <laughs> all airhead virgins from lighting the candle. That's three, people! Three uses of the word virgin And this use. time he's being called dumb as well. <laughs> Just some dumb virgin. The thing is, though, like, Binks is telling him, like, you know, like, uh, some virgin and stuff. And obviously, surely his age, before he was a cat, he was a similar age. Yeah. yeah. And in the chaste puritanical society in which he lived, I'm sure, you know, there wasn't much premarital sex going on there. Yeah, so if, if he's making a stab at going, <laughs> you're just some silly virgin, he's he's definitely fucked a few cats. 
Hey. I mean, he's got to get pussy somewhere. Yeah. Hey, hey. Uh, the witches suddenly appear and start diving on them to little effect, so they raise the dead instead. Major laugh when the zombie turned round and was deflated upon seeing his grave. Yeah, he just, he just, he just slumps, his, slumps his shoulders like, sake. <laughs> oh. But yeah, major last. We had to pause it just to calm down. <laughs> it's that very, very of, funny. Oh, thank you. Oh, that was a great. Oh, I'm fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, you look uh, a strange resemblance to Adamant. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Prince Zombie. Prince Zombie. Decapitation is nothing to be scared of. Because Billy the Zombie loses his head twice in this film, <laughs> and we notice in the credits that when he is headless. Uh, looking around for his head, he's played by a different stunt person. Yeah, and a different gendered stunt yes, person. Yes, yeah, but seemingly a, a, a Karen somebody, so seemingly seemingly a stunt lady. It needed it's the height. Yeah, it must be. It was and, the height. Yeah, and also yeah. possibly she's more skilled at moving around without being able to see where she's going. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But um, also, uh, Billy, when he has a head, yes. he's probably the most prolific actor in the whole uh, production, I yeah, think. Yeah, uh, in, ter- in terms of... Um, I'm not too sure what the act- the actor's Doug Jones. Yes. I'm not entirely sure exactly what he was doing around this time because it was only when we were watching the credits that I recognised his name. But um, yeah, I mean, this year he was a main character in you know, the film that won best film at the Oscars yeah. this year. You know, The Shape of Water. Uh, so Doug Jones, he's done an awful lot of mocap, an awful lot of sort of strange. Um, sort of suited characters as well. Like he didn't just do mocap; he does a lot of suit work. He's kind of like the less prolific version of Andy Serkis. Really, like everyone yeah. knows Andy Serkis to be the mocap guy, but Doug Jones has been doing it longer. I think. Yeah, he's no, just, he's just not not as as known as as Andy Serkis. I and it's it's one of those where I think the reason why we know Andy Serkis is because of Lord of the Rings and Gollum. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Doug Jones, he's been you wouldn't. You wouldn't know, if that makes sense. You wouldn't know that he was in Pan's Labyrinth. You wouldn't know that he was Abe Sapien in Hellboy. You wouldn't know unless you looked it up. Yeah, because yeah. he's a very thin, slender man, isn't he? Yeah. And he plays he's playing Slender Man in, the, in that film as well. So might be playing a zombie and he might be far down on the, the credits. But yeah, he's easily the most prolific and well-off actor in, yeah. this, uh, in this entire production anyway. Um, so yeah, so uh, Adamant is alive and uh, causing a little bit of havoc. Uh, he then gets his head knocked off by a branch, and his threats instantly put down. Mighty Max and his lighter lead the group through the tombs, whilst the witches form a circle until a sleazebag bus driver rocks up, spits out the window, and beckons the ladies onto his contraption. Binks is then run over, and before you can say game over, his ribcage expands and he's back to life. The so. only moment that I remember. <laughs> yeah, the foot pump going up to bring <laughs> Binks back to life. Yeah, it's funny how our memories focus around this scene. Chris remembers the cat getting run over and reflating. Uh, you remember what we'll get into in a second yeah. with the, the um, inappropriate shenanigans of uh, Sarah and the bus driver. And um, I remember just them getting on the bus and the uh, sort of bus driver kind of flirting with them and just thinking that they're in a really good Halloween costume. Yeah. So somehow the three of us would sort of pulled towards this scene for strange unknown reasons. It's a pretty memorable scene (laughs) for many reasons. Well, yeah. I mean, it's another moment of oh, that was for the adults. That one wasn't (laughs) it? Bit of blue. Yeah. So Jack Parker is sort of sort of like jumping up and down on his lap beeping the horn and when the bus suddenly stops the bus driver's like oh like he's he's really enjoying yeah it was um he's really enjoying this beautiful woman sat on his lap a bit too much and a bit too he's a bit too vocal about it yeah and he's he's, he's a he's a sleazy dude um i don't know if i'm getting my accent wrong or not but a lot of people in this 
seem to have New York accents. I think so, even, yeah. Even though Massachusetts, surely they should be more Boston sounding, but I think they are. They, I think they are New York. Yeah. And he's one. Of, he's one such New Yorker. And well, so, he drives a bus. It could have been a bus from New York to. Could have been. Could have been. Yeah. Um, and yeah, sorry, people of New York, but that is a sleazy accent when you hear it in film. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. it, it was. It was. I'm pretty sure it was like the Salem Express coach or something. Yeah. Like oh, that, I think, okay. so it might well have been. From New York. Well, yeah, this is sort of the start where I noticed a turn in Sarah Jessica Parker's performance of it just being a little bit too sexy. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I say she has that sort of like thing where she's almost like a child, and she's very sort of like like the reason she's bouncing up and down is because she's excited to be driving a bus because it's this new thing she hasn't seen before, and she's having loads of fun beeping the horn mm-hmm. and driving it around. Yeah. How, however, because she's in the body of a young, like, attractive woman. And you've got all these men, like, sort of, like... Leering. Leering yeah. at her. It, yeah, takes on a sexual dimension. Uh, which I was just not prepared for <laughs> no. whatsoever. I, rem- when- I remember, like, as we said before, I remember being really attracted to Sarah Jessica Parker when I was younger watching this film. I think she's my first crush. But then watching back, I'm thinking, yeah... No it, wonder. It, 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 yeah, it, it wasn't just me remembering it incorrectly or just going, oh, I was just young. She's... She's a bit too sexualized in this film. Yeah, and the way she, uh, uh, how she dresses and how she acts, and also like, yeah, just a woman in her twenties saying things like, "Oh, a little boy, let me yeah. play Ooh, with him." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah, let me play, let me play. Yeah, like, what yeah. And then there's every now and then she makes up this. this uh, I think, I think. Uh, Somebody's fetish is being catered to here. Somebody <laughs> yeah. involved in the creative process of this. I'm sorry to say it, but that's definitely happening. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's uncomfortable because it's a Disney film. It was yeah. so, it's so uncomfortable. uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable whenever that happens, and you feel like you know you're sort of seeing somebody's kinks sort of uh, played out. But um, yeah, especially in a Disney film. So the witches get off the bus and are beckoned into Satan's house. Uh, Mighty Max tries to plead his case to the police, who asks him if he is a real virgin again. <laughs> That's four people. <laughs> but, but what's ironic is is that up until this point, that joke has has fucked Max a few times here. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's the only thing that has fucked him. Of <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they're um, they're trying to plead his case to a policeman on a bike. Uh, Danny says, and he's a real virgin. So that was the fourth time, and the policeman goes to him, "Is that true, son?" Are you a virgin? That's five people. Five times, and as if, yeah, it's just a, it's supposed to be a running joke. It's just a bit strange. Anyway, it turns out that the policeman isn't a real policeman. He's just waiting to pick up a prostitute, and they drive off. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> like, ah, oh, I just spoke to some kids who thought I was a real cop. Get on. Yeah, what yeah. a fucking joker. Yeah. Uh, whilst at Satan's house, three little girls steal their brooms. Uh, but before you can process that Sarah Jessica Parker is lifting up her skirt for, for Again, Satan. Yeah. So fucking horny. What the fuck is going yeah, on? Yeah, they're straight, straight after one another. And also, like... Yeah, oh, she's what? lifting up his skirt. Uh, so her, her skirt, skirt yeah. Um, they're dancing, and then Satan's wife comes downstairs, and he's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I love the phrase, Satan's wife, sorry. Mrs. Beaselbutt sort of comes down, and uh, he goes, says, oh, sorry, she keeps calling me master, or something like... Yeah, it's mm. like, okay, so... Someone's really got some form of fetish going on there. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to get too deep into this. Except well, I'm, I'm, Satan did. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, like it—it's entirely possible that Sarah, the character, doesn't actually know what sex is. Yeah, and oh, she yeah. is just a literal, almost literally a child in the body of a woman. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a lot of men have that fetish of like women being like completely innocent, like almost like victims almost and it's borderline paedophilic even if it is adult 
women that you're sort of yeah. transposing it onto, well, and it's very unsettling. Uh, fun fact as well: um, the people who play Satan and uh, his wife here, they're a real married couple. Oh, well. Oh, I saw they had the same surname. Yeah, in the you can tell yeah. by the bitterness between yeah. them. Right? <laughs> uh, so Max, Danny and Alison head into an adult Halloween party. Not that kind, but I'm, I'm surprised, really. Where they find Dadkula and Madonna, which is yeah, just... Mum Donna. <laughs> Mum Donna. <laughs> Mum and Dad just sort of getting wasted and dancing. Uh, yeah. As well as a skeleton singing witchcraft, but he's no Nick Bakai, is he? He is no Nick Bakai, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not old yellow eyes. <laughs> Uh, Mighty Max gets on the stage, interrupts the show to warn everyone, but they think it's bollocks. So instead of being scared, they just start laughing and singing to Bette Midler's vocal talents. Now, quick question. Was it a planned singing performance or did they find out they had Bette Midler and then got her to sing? I reckon the latter. Because it's not a musical. If it was a musical, they were like, well, obviously we're going to cast a singer. Yeah. Um, but as, it, as it's not really at all a musical apart from this one scene, I think they were like, We've got Bette Midler. We're not going to not have a sing and not only sing, but be like the the sort of expert showwoman that yes. she is. Like she is absolutely having a ball in the scene, and it's glorious to behold. Yeah, whether it makes sense to the pot or not, I'm glad it's in there. <laughs> but no, they're just uh, you know this wonderful performance of a singer. Everyone up and dancing. It's difficult not to sort of go, oh, start yeah. dancing and sing along yourself. But it's so, a, I put a spell on you as as we mentioned in the preamble. That's yes. what she sings. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is like a very famous scene, which I only vaguely remember. I remember the stuff before leading up yeah. to it, but uh, I didn't realize that the lyrics are tweaked ever so slightly to sort of see yeah, the pot yeah. of the film as well, which is a nice touch. Yeah. So it's, it's very very good everyone sort of enjoys it and um it's the last line in the song she says you're all gonna dance till you die yeah yeah a lot of mention of death and killing people in this film yeah yeah, yeah pg the kids run away whilst the adults must dance until they die and allison meanwhile has a good idea so they head to the high school to present a mock game show of sort in so such- angelo oh angelo, angelo. <laughs> <laughs> not mike and angelo no uh, oh uh, well, they're camping little... out in an alleyway because they've escaped this adult party and for some reason uh, there's no need for its inclusion but a um, a chef comes out and he just dressed as a pirate dressed as a pirate uh, naturally <laughs> um, he just dips his hand in a lobster tank and goes who's up for the jacuzzi today <laughs> yeah which is harsh <laughs> and just goes Angelo you'll do <laughs> so yeah he, he names his lobsters and then uh, yeah Calls uh, boiling them to death uh, the jacuzzi. The jacuzzi, nice. Animals being given elaborate names, like Angelo the Lobster. <laughs> it's my bag. I enjoyed that. Yeah, R.I.P. Angelo the Lobster. <laughs> uh, so, and, that, and when they're in their alleyway, that's where Alison has her idea, because there's like a uh, an old oven in there. She yes. says, mm, this is an idea. So this is why they head to the high school. And they sort of... By uh, the way, this, we're not privy to the idea. She just accidentally opens the oven and goes, oh, I've got an idea. Yeah, and we're like whatever, and then okay. we just head to the we just head to the high school. Then yeah, don't we? Well, that's quite a, that's quite a common thing of aha, and then you're like, oh, what's a foot here? And then the scheme plays out. That's quite a common thing in the. In yeah, the but films. it was well, it's like it was like Chekhov's oven, was <laughs> it? So, the fact that it's there, it yeah. had to be used. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's not that that's not the oven they use. But, no, uh, no, it's not. But no. uh, you know, the idea of it is there anyway. So yeah, they head to the high school and they kind of entice uh, the witches into, I guess, a shop class. It might be, yeah, um, and into the the pottery kiln, and uh, yeah, they sort of burn them. Try to burn them alive. Try to burn them alive. Uh, the witches think they are going to burn, incidentally. 
They, they seem to genuinely fear it. Yes, they just, they're not like ha. We are we are fireproof. They're just they they are screaming for their lives as as uh, yeah as this fire um you know rises around them, and then we get uh, I this is a scene I semi remember in my memory that they actually. The school actually burnt down. That doesn't happen. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I, rem- I remember you saying before we started recording, you went. Uh, I was thinking, you know, bits. Do you remember? Or was it in the the beginning of it where you said, "I remember they burnt a library down." Yeah, I was. I was thinking that it was like, and in my memory, it was an open evening at the school. I don't know why they have that on Halloween night, but um, and the witches sort of like, yeah, they sort of like chased them through that, and yeah, at some yeah, and somehow they ended up somewhere where there was there was a fire and the whole school burnt down. Yeah, <laughs> not with anybody inside, but yeah, um, yeah. Not, not quite that. But uh, yeah, no. So they um, they've made the elaborate plan. They've lured the witches into the kiln and they watch them burn to a crisp, which they are over the moon about. They head home and snuggle under a fish-themed duvet. And that's another thing there. You know how I was saying the Wizard of Oz? It's on VHS, but it's not the same universe. Hansel and Gretel. Spook, but it's not the same universe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. She dies by being shoved in the oven or being turned into a vegetarian. Is another way. As well. Yes, as well. <laughs> they try. So they do try the most common. Probably the best known witch deaths in popular culture. They try yeah. and uh, execute on these on these particular witches, yeah. and they don't work. You might say it's witch trial and error. Ah, yeah, you uh, might. You might. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, so it's 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 the end. Proper full, up. proper full on false finish. You know it's not the end. One, because I remember it's not the end of the film, and also. It's too early, but proper false finish. They go a long way, don't they? Yeah. There's, there's even the whole thing um, with Binks. You yeah, know, Binks. Where, what are you going to do now? Yeah, and you know, and uh, yeah, so come, you're come. going to turn me into a fat uh, domesticated cat now, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, you come come home with us, be our cat. You know, Aww. and and you know, the um, Max and Alison are, are, are together. They're, snug- they're snuggling up. You know, they're, they're going to be boyfriend and girlfriend now. It's very, very much like it's the end of the film. It's all wrapped up, and they all go to sleep, don't they? All snuggle up together, yeah. and it's really, really nice. And, and Bink starts purring. Yeah, yeah. Oh, beautiful oh, it's moment. <sighs> but they're all still alive, and they head out to sniff Ice's shoes. They <laughs> <laughs> think they've got a trace on Mighty Max, but no, it's just obviously because Ice is wearing his shoes. Yeah. So. But, uh, why? Why didn't they die though? We we have a bit of a theory about this, don't we? Oh, yeah, I mean, well, there was there was a sign next to the kiln that said, you know, must not be operated without an instructor present. Yeah, yeah. a trained instructor. He would have cooked those witches. He would have got it oh. up to the right temperature. He wouldn't have uh, he wouldn't have switched it off until they had been incinerated. And I think yeah, that's a, yeah, just um, uh, lack of expertise when it comes to handling large ovens. I think was was possibly the reason why. Maybe witches can be burnt alive. You just need to know what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, you don't put an, a pizza in a cold oven, do you? You don't no. just turn it on and that's it. Preheat it. They didn't preheat it. That's exactly what it is. That's what it is. It wasn't preheated. Oh my days. Oh, for fuck's sake, lads. (laughs) And lasses, you could have wrapped everything up an hour earlier. If you were just, as soon as you got to the school, if you had just preheated the oven, (laughs) jobs are good. It's fine, yeah. Um, so they sniff out Ice's shoes Ice calls them ugly and they then get imprisoned which is nice Bette Midler wants to recreate her spell but she can't remember what's in it other than some dead man's chungs <laughs> I, I, I love it. I love it. yes dead man's chungs chungs isn't a real thing no, it's not. Oh, I going, thought it's, I had it then. Because it's Dead Man's Toes, isn't it? Yeah. So they go, Dead Man's... Sarah Jessica Parker actually says, it's Dead Man's Toes. And they go, no, shut up, shut up. It's Dead Man's Thumbs. thumbs. Dead Man's Bums. Dead Man's Tums. Tongues. Uh, ch- ch- dead Man's Chungs. <laughs> and then even Ice goes, oh, just Dead Man's Chungs. <laughs> and like, sort of like, insinuates sort of like, having his throat slits, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. 
Back home and Alison and Max are cuddling up, but they soon decide to use the magic spell book because guys, what could possibly go wrong? <sighs> Fucking idiots. A lot, evidently, because a beacon shines and the witches now know where the book is. Yeah, it's like, yeah, but bat signal for the book. <laughs> yeah, it is. Without their usual brooms, they instead enchant a new broom, a mop, and a hoover. The only reason why they have to do that is because three three little girls, yes. dressed as the Sanderson sisters, nick their brooms when they go inside Satan's house. But I'm not sure if you realise this, those three little girls actually flew away. Yeah, and I don't know if you realise this, but we never find out what happened to them. No! Yeah. So, eight deaths? Possibly. <laughs> They're flying this apparatus, so they have no experience of flying, yeah. no idea how to stop it, or anything. Yeah, yeah, they're dead. <laughs> they are They are dead. Yeah. That's Body count. Eight. 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 Yeah. And all the other people who die in this film, actually, well, a few people die in this film are later brought back to life. But, yeah, uh, and obviously the adults get to dance till they're dead. We, I'm sure there's a large scope of age. There could have been someone who was 80 and he's not supposed to move for as long as he was and he yeah. maybe died within the hour, maybe. Yeah, could, so there's an, un, there's an undisclosed, unverified amount of death. Potential here. double figures. Yeah. Potential double Shit. figures. We thought Hilda was bad. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, Hilda over 600 years, Bette Midler in an evening. (laughs) (laughs) Hold my beer, Bette Midler said. (laughs) (laughs) Kathy and Jimmy flying on her um, Hoover. Do you reckon she was on the right shag? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, she's supposed to operate on low shag. Yeah, yeah. that's right, isn't it? You're yeah, the shag low master, shag. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm the shag master. Is, yeah. You are correct. It's low shag. Low if shag. you go on high shag, then you just won't get the uh, the elevation that you need. Yeah, that's true. We certainly know who's not on any shag, don't we? <laughs> Poor old Max. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't in the film, but that's another bird. <laughs> I'm going to make that eight references. Yeah. Eight references. <laughs> Binks warns them that opening the book is stupid, so they go to protect themselves with salt, because it works against zombies, witches, and old boyfriends. Mm. They then go for a little bit of a smooch. Yeah, he says, what about new boyfriends? Yeah. And if she just went, I don't see one around. <laughs> would brilliant, but... Alas. Just, oh, and virgins. Yeah. <laughs> nice little burn. <laughs> Literal salt in the wound there. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, this is a fun fact about salt. Um, salt is actually used throughout uh, generations and centuries in relation not only to... Uh, to fend off witches, but also uh, ghosts, spirits, and uh... slugs. <laughs> <laughs> and big heart attacks. <laughs> big heart attacks. Yes. Also, as well, I failed to mention a fun fact. Just on the topic of fun facts. Fun um, fact about fun facts. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker obviously plays a witch um, from the Salem witch trial era. When Sarah Jessica Parker appeared on Who Do You Think You Are? Yeah. When she went back on her family tree, she actually had an ancestor who was um, in around in the Salem witch trials. No fucking way. What was the ancestor a witch or were they just living I, in Salem at the time? I, I can't remember now off the top of my head. I just remember that sort of facts about the, the show. And who do you think you are? Obviously that wasn't around at this time, so yeah. she probably didn't know that. Yes. When she was playing, that's that's really, really interesting. And they were able to date back so that it wasn't just a, oh, you might have been around, in Salem during that uh, that time. Wow, fucking hell. So, would have wit- so her ancestor would have witnessed her own lynching. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's biopic. Witnessed her so great, 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 great granddaughter's lynching. Yeah. Yeah, so the salt doesn't work and the witches kidnap Danny and explode out the bedroom. So Jessica Parker starts singing and beckoning all the kids into the street for them to all to be killed. Kind of like a reverse Ivan Ooze. 
I have a news. Yeah, from Power Rangers the movie. Oh! Because <laughs> <laughs> he does it with the adults. He makes yeah. the adults all come out of their houses to walk to their deaths. And now, uh, yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker's just doing the same, but it's for the kids there. Yeah, so it's the Pied Piper, mate. That's the reference that would make the most sense. Yeah. I have a news, mate. <laughs> the 90s, yeah, this is the... Uh, right, okay. Yeah, for the Power well, Rangers. Again, it was My a primary weird... school put a production of the Pied Piper in the 90s. I thought you were going to say your school put a production on of Power Rangers. The oh, movie. my God. <laughs> or Hocus Pocus. That would be amazing. Um, but again, the, the, the scene with Sarah Jessica Parker saying, you know, it was weird. Yeah, yeah, a little bit weird. Yeah, we're not going to go into it, no. but going back to what we were talking about on the bus, yeah, it's pretty much some, here. Someone, just... Yeah, some, someone was getting off again. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it wasn't Max. <laughs> and it wasn't Max. <laughs> Never Max. And yeah, so all these all these kids are just wandering towards the house. And, um, you know, our our heroic trio, they've seen the, uh, the danger that surrounds that house. Yes. Yet they are just, they're just escaping, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Without paying any mind to all these children walking towards danger. They don't care. They don't give a shit, do they? No, no it was just, meet me, move! <laughs> move out the way. Move! But I mean, the Alison and Mighty Max decide to drive to the cottage. Uh, Mighty Max and his mighty headlights fill the witches into thinking that it's time for them to die. Because of daylight saving time. Yeah, who knew it'd have its uses. So they rescue Danny, escape the house, and leave Jay and Ice to rot away in their own little cages. Yeah, well, yeah, I know know they weren't very nice to him earlier, but he has just met them, more or less, (laughs) and he's so, uh, yeah, there is enemies for life, he is leaving them for dead. (laughs) Leaving them for dead, but not before taking his his shoes. Well, they are his rightful property, so that's okay. That's fair enough. You know, he didn't steal them, yeah, he didn't steal them, they were rightful property, it's Uh, fine. They race back to the graveyard, and Adam Ant tries to stop him again. But instead, he cuts his lips open to cough and call Bette Midler a hag. It's like he has Tourette's. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Also, though, okay, he had his mouth sewn shut, so he couldn't he couldn't hurl abuse at the witches. But he could disobey them physically. Yeah. If he hated them that much. So why was he doing their bidding if he didn't like them that much? Why did it take him having a single tip to, to mouth off at them and be like, I'm helping the good guys now? Yeah, hey, he could he could flip in the bird as well easily, couldn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly. His finger might fall off. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, he could, he could try. Well, let's hypothesise that um, the thread used to sew his mouth shut was magical thread that made him obedient to the witches. So he couldn't talk back to them, he had to obey them. When he cut the thread, that released the spell, which meant he could flip them the bird. Yeah, I'd go with that. I'd say so, yeah. Realm building. Realm building. It didn't work the first time, but they decide to spread salt around Danny again and try to avoid the witch's attacks. But their efforts are a bit shit as Danny is kidnapped for the third time? Yeah. 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 I mean, Alison gets to kick a, about the same amount of ass as, uh, as Max, whilst yeah. not being a virgin. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, that, that's you know pretty, pretty good uh, gender equality here. So, but Danny is in the damsel in distress position. But that's that's more okay because she is a little child. Yeah. 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 And they, 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 I think they're just obsessing over her because she's shown a bit of sass. She's called them ugly, so they're angry at her. And with her being a kid, she's a small kid, she's probably easier to kidnap. That's yeah. why they're focusing on draining, draining her life. Also, she has more potential of life than the other two. Yeah, yeah. she's she's yeah. It's like new life. She's been she's she's not she's not been weighed down by life's difficulties. Yeah, she's not jaded. She's not yeah, jaded by yeah. life yet. 
Mighty Max drinks the potion in exchange for Danny, and he is sucked off instead. Woo, for the first time. Uh, the witch on the hoover tries to help, but she is restricted by her power cord. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker tries to help as well, but it's just not working, and uh, it's too late as the sun begins to rise, and with her final breath, she turns into stone, whilst the others just explode. And then she eventually explodes again. Well, yeah. I t- I, well, I, again, this is something that I'll hypothesise. Witches weren't allowed on hollow ground, which is what the graveyard is. Mm-hmm. But Midler was on the ground of the graveyard. Therefore, being on hollowed ground, she turned to stone. When the sun hit her, she exploded. The other two just exploded because the sun just hit them. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. It's like a laser light show, isn't it, when they both explode into glorious colour of the, I guess, the outfits that they're, they're kind yeah, of wearing. Yeah, because they're, they're red, blue and green, aren't they? Winifred Green, Sarah mm. Blue, and um, Mary. Yeah, they are, they are kind of like the Power Rangers yeah. with, with their different like, yeah. emblems as well. But yeah, no, you're right. The 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 colour scheme for each of them, they're, yeah. they're all in the the relevant colour schemes. But it also brings to light the different types of power that they mm-hmm. control. So yeah. the 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 green is that idea of the 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 jealousy and the anger. The purple is more of the the flirtatious, and the red is the it. it oh, is she purple? I said blue. I thought it was purple. Is it I think blue? she is purple. I think she's purple. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure she's purple. purple yeah. She's purple. Because I was about to say the same course, you were snap, crackle, and pop. <laughs> <laughs> That's not entirely correct. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then you've got the red, which is is, is sort of the lust in the. Yeah. Anyway, but the the weird thing is, you never see any of them with the witch's hat on. Batman has a hood up, mm-hmm. but uh, Kathy Najima has got. In the first instance, it looks like she's wearing a standard witch's hat, but it actually, it just turns out to be her hair. Her hair has been moulded into a little witch's hat. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the sorting hat. In yeah, <laughs> it kind yeah, of looks a bit yeah. like. Yeah. yeah, I wish your hair spoke. That would be, good. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. Uh, I, I'm surprised it didn't. It did look like it had a life of its own. Yeah. So the sun is shining and all is well, apart from Binks, who is dead. But he comes back as a Jedi and says that everything is A-OK. Obviously, yeah, they're, they're in the graveyard. Um, they've got the grave of uh, Binks's sister. The little, Emily! Emily, the little girl who is dead. She is dead. And then died. Yeah, and then uh, Binks com- comes back as, you know, his, his original uh, teenage boy self to say everything's, everything's OK, I'm free now, I don't have to be a cat anymore. Um, but that little boy is dead, and then he uh, meets his uh, sister, sees her for the first time in hundreds of years in hologram form, and they they walk off together to sort of catch up or whatever. But they're both dead, both <laughs> these children, and that's our happy ending. <laughs> no, but you think that the film is just about over, but they can't end without doing one more joke. Oh yeah, well, poor Max. Yeah. He says he reunites, so he reunites with his dead sister and explains the reason why he took so long was because he was waiting for a virgin to save the day. <sighs> Poor Max. <laughs> Poor Max. Things that we saved the day, so he's definitely getting sold. Yeah, he tonight. saved the day. He got the girl, so you know things 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 are looking up for old Max. <laughs> are we literally just gonna breeze past the fact that Binks, a fourteen, fifteen year old boy, told his younger sister Emily of seven or eight? Emily. Yeah. That. Oh yeah, it's all good because of a virgin. Yes. <laughs> are we just gonna breeze I'll, past I'll, that? If only Emily went. <laughs> He's a virgin. <laughs> Even I got fucked by those witches. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. The credits roll, and every adult is dripping in sweat. Some of them have probably died, as we said. Uh, people who are definitely dying is Jay and Ice as they slowly starve to death because that house is dilapidated now. So Jay and Ice are dead. Yeah. Yes. So ten confirmed deaths. Probably. Yeah. Ten. Eight confirmed. 
Ten speculated. Yeah, yeah. Many more probably from Dancing to Death. Yeah, Calamity Jane being one of them. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and the magic book rolls his eyes going, here we go, sequel coming, guys. Unfortunately, <laughs> Focus Pocus did not perform especially well at the box office. I think it made back its budget, but it wasn't a smash yeah. in the way that family films, particularly Disney films, are often almost expected to be because mm. they've just got a built-in audience. And really, the reason Hocus Pocus is celebrated as like a, you know, if, if, you're an, if you're a 90s kid, you'll know this film, is because it was rescreened so frequently on TV, mm-hmm. as, as we've said. Uh, particularly if you had the Disney Channel, you're probably getting Hocus Pocus like every other week. So, uh, <laughs> that, yeah, um, it was pretty much saved by home video and satellite TV. So that's the end of Hocus Pocus. Guys, reflecting on it and watching it for the first time, uh, you know, in 15 years or so, mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty good film. I think it's a pretty good film too. Um, you know, yeah. we've sort of poked fun at it, we've sort of explored some problematic aspects of it, but to be honest, for a 25-year-old film, even a family film, there's actually often more problematic things in those films. You know, there's no... I mean, all the characters are white, so I guess that kind of eliminates <laughs> it, but there's, there's, there's no racism or, you know, outright misogyny, you know, so the portrayal of one female character is a bit questionable, particularly in a family film. And it's, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. I could imagine kids enjoying this. The more grown-up stuff would go over their heads. It did yeah. when I was little. Um, and rightly fucking so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, it's it's still entertaining. It's still a very creative, yeah. a very well-performed. You know, everyone's clearly having a blast, particularly the three uh, witch actresses. Yeah, it's it's just a, a very fun, fast-paced, dynamic film. It's, yeah, it's it's, good. A, it's a very good 95 minutes, and it, it whizzed by, in my yeah. opinion. I think it was really, really good fun. Personally, I'd like to have seen more magic. Uh, the only real magic you saw was the draining of a human life. Yep. Palpatine Force Lightning. Uh, the the song making all the adults dance the night away. Uh, and and flight. Mm-hmm. That's all the magic that I could possibly see. Yeah, it was more of a, of a, like a kid's Halloween movie, really, opposed to a yeah. magical movie. I mean, you've got three powerful witches there. You possibilities are endless magic wise you could have could have done all sorts but magic wise it was it served its purpose for the yeah. plot mm-hmm. but could have been explored further yes i think i think that i don't think it should have been any longer but i do think um yeah i would have liked to seen a bit more a bit more magic bit a bit bit more you know abracadabra yes i think yeah. a bit more hocus pocus you yeah, might say yeah <laughs> Uh, but you know, yeah, I I agree with everything you're saying. I think everyone in it acted brilliantly, even the kids and stuff. You know, yeah, they, they, they were good. Yeah, they were like youngsters, yeah. heavily focused. It was more on you know uh, you know Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker and um, Kathy and Jimmy. But I th- I think everyone in it was was brilliant. Yeah, and yeah, questionable content, but a really good fun movie. Yeah, but that's what I think. It's up to Chris. He is our magical rank master. And every week when we watch Sabrina, he tells us what he believes uh, this uh, the, the episodes uh, deserve to be ranked out of. But Chris, I'd like to review this 95-minute movie overall. So what do you think this deserves? So, we've got Instant Peril. Instant Peril. Jewel. Jewel. We've got Jewel Peril. We've got uh, Three Magical Witches. We've got a 300-year time gap. We've got a talking cat. We've got uh, Adam and Zombie. We've got parents that are dressed like Madonna and don't give a crap and think it's just a protest. We've got bullies that remind us of Power Rangers. We've got nostalgia coming out of the wazoo here, Philip. We've got sexual references that we will just gloss over as this is a kid's film with a PG rating. So I think, I think I'm going to have to give this film eight 
references to a virgin in a Disney film. (laughs) Eight references of a virgin (laughs) in a Disney film. Uh, Graham, obviously, I know you agree with the references of virgins, but as for a score, eight, do you agree? Yes, I do, in fact. I think, yeah, there, there are definitely better family films out there, and also we are just judging it against other family films, is mm-hmm. what you always really should do. You know, obviously, it's not, you know, a cinematic masterpiece. Yeah. But it's, it, it's terribly entertaining and creative, and it's lived in the memory because it is it is those things. It leaves its own unique mark on those films. Yeah. I enjoyed it. And, yeah, there's not much more that I can say, really. You know, eight, it's aged well. Yeah. I think it's still a good fit content-wise, not necessarily uh, upon reflection. We but... make more of the dodgy content <laughs> yeah, than yeah. is actually there. <laughs> no, we don't. No, we don't. We did not make more of that. We we breezed past a lot of it. We I, I'm not going <laughs> to... We breezed past a lot of it because we were like, let's not focus on that. Yeah. The dodgy content is there. <laughs> yeah. But no, eight. I think uh, all round a very, very good movie. Boys, I've had an idea of what I'd like to do for a future extra credit because... Uh, it's not Sex in the City, is no, it? Because no. I'm out. <laughs> no, no. Because what I wanted to do is at the end of each season uh, uh, of, that we do of Sabrina, I would like to go back and focus on uh, another sort of magic or witch-related show or movie. So I think after we've done season three, I'd like, because it's making a return to the CW network, I want us to focus on Charmed. Oh, OK. Guy, do you know much about Charmed? It was when I was a kid. I don't recall ever watching it or if... I did. It's none of it stuck in my memory. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, um, this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm the complete opposite. Prue, Piper, Paige, Phoebe. Oh, Leo, oh, Wire. Oh. Are you a charmed head? A little bit. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness, oh. Balthazar. Now, yes. Oh, we've said Chris. it before, but things come out on this podcast that we did not know about each other. I used other. to watch quite a lot of Charmed. Nice. I, I, I never got to a point where I was watching every episode, but then, uh, then I was dipping in and out. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I'm aware of, I'm aware of very many things. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, I've, yeah, I've never seen a single episode of it. So you'll um, be our guide. Apparently so. Yeah, but don't worry, Chris. Me and Graham, we've got a bit of time to catch up on that because uh, obviously that is going to be at, at, uh, after our next season, which will be kicking off uh, in the coming months as such. Also in that time, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina should be on Netflix as well, so we'll try and cover them. So things definitely going to be busy in the future. As for the near future, before season three, we're going to try and cover some TGIF shows, particularly mm-hmm. the ones that revolved around the Time Ball episode, as yes. that was a major... Uh, channel crossover so we'll be looking at them next I believe so boys are we excited to look into some other 90s shows it'd be interesting to see what Sabrina was up against I imagine it was pretty much top of the heap or you know in, yeah. in the upper echelon but it'd be interesting to gauge it against its uh, contemporaries yes I've been Phil Dean thank you very very much I'd like to thank my compadres thank you Graham Yabbo Yabbo <laughs> and thank you very much Chris Evans uh, is Yabbo going to become a thing now because I'm not happy about that <laughs> It's the noise Patman makes, doesn't it? Oh my god, that's what he's chasing! <laughs> Yabos! <laughs>